push his way up the racetrack, and now here comes Jancic. Jancic goes by Query, and he goes by Inman. Burnell gets a great run, another three wide for the race lead. It's going to drag race off of turn four. Shepard is there, but it's Larry White at the line. Still going to be Pamborn, and they make contact. Britton has broken the race car. AJ Slideways. Alan Johnson wins. Whether you hug the infield tires or rip the cushion, you found the fastest dirt track podcast in motorsports. Welcome to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. Here's Stephen and Brad Ovens. Welcome in, Land of Legends fans, to another episode of the Where Legends Are Made podcast. My name is Steve Ovens, the lead announcer at the Land of Legends Raceway, joining you for episode number five for the 2023 season. Got a great show planned for you. Uh, Clint Miller, my old podcasting buddy from Turn 5 Live, going to join us to go through the full results from last Saturday and uh, offer his commentary. Uh, we'll kind of catch up a little bit. Uh, we, we've been uh, good podcasting and racing buddies for a long time. Used to have a great time uh, doing Turn 5 Live. I know there's some uh, listeners that tune into the podcast now that uh, were, were listeners of us back in the day. So we got the band back together for this episode to uh, to, to make a little radio magic and and uh, kind of go through our thoughts from opening night, which was just fantastic. What a great night of racing, a hell of a way to kick it off. And we're about to just take it to another level this week, as the you may have seen on Facebook already or on Twitter, the main grandstands are now open. They are finally complete. They've been inspected by both uh, state and local authorities and been given the their blessing. We are ready to open the full main general admission grandstand area uh, this Saturday. Uh, and if you're listening here on Friday, tomorrow, for Averti Storage Containers Night, Featuring the CRSA Sprint Cars, which are also sponsored by Averti Storage Containers and powered by Supergen Products and their champion power equipment. So uh, looking for a big night this week. I'm going to kind of open the podcast quickly this week as we've got not only Clint Miller joining us on the program this week, we've also got a new segment and something that I've been looking forward to doing, and that is bringing in personalities from other fellow dirt car tracks, uh, other dirt car member tracks, and kind of get a flavor for what everybody under the dirt car umbrella is doing. So we are going to travel east down Interstate 90 and uh, bring on Mia. Uh, you may uh, be familiar with Mia for her Malta Minutes with Mia that uh, airs every Friday afternoon uh, from the Albany Saratoga Speedway. She's going to tell us a little bit about how she got involved in racing, what she does uh, on race night, as well as uh, uh, those awesome videos that she does uh, on race day to kind of let the fans know what's going on, when the gates are opening, all that good stuff. Um, really, uh, we're really big fans of of what Lyle and, and the whole crew at Albany Saratoga is doing. So we want to just kind of start this new segment of uh, featuring some of our, uh, our our brothers and sisters under the dirt car banner and and kind of highlight what they've got going on. Uh, if you've never been to Albany, Saratoga, Mia's going to tell you all about what you need to do when you get there. Uh, the, the featured food item that is kind of uh, every track's got that special thing that they do. And so I want to ask her about what that special uh, food item uh, is at, at Albany, Saratoga. And, and again, if you've never been out there before, circle a Friday night on your calendar and get out and, and see Lyle DeVore and the whole crew there 
at Albany, Saratoga. We're big fans uh, of what they're doing um, here at the Land of Legends. So uh, we're happy to, to kind of start this segment. We've got some other uh, personalities that are going to be joining us in upcoming weeks. I've talked to Craig Kingsbury, uh, one of the announcers at the Fulton Speedway. Would love to get... Um, you know, kind of his background in racing and then, you know, let him also highlight what's going on at, at Fulton Speedway, another uh, dirt car member track. So uh, we've got a lot for you on uh, this week's podcast. So let me go ahead and step aside. And when we come back, Clint Miller will join us from Turn 5 Live right here on the Where Legends Are Made podcast, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. By the grace of God and 800 horsepower, it's time for the A-Main Interview of the Week. Well, welcome back, race fans. As promised, we're going we're gonna to turn the, the pages back uh, just a few years here. And uh, a, a, an old buddy of mine uh, from the Turn 5 Racing Podcast, Clint Miller, joining us uh, as a guest here this week on Where Legends Are Made. Clint, uh Man, this uh, this goes back to to days of yesteryear. Oh man, it does. You know, like we were saying before we came on, it's just you know it, it all started as a little bit of a dream, a little bit of a uh, uh, let's give this a shot and see what happens. And uh, we we had a lot of successful years together. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm glad that we could get, could get a chance to do this again. Uh, you know, kind of relive some of those memories. Uh, from from years past and and my goodness dude how things have changed um you know think they for 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 both of us and and both of us in the racing world you know um you know when we were back back then you know we were we were trying to you know cover local races and give racers their due and um you know i i think that we've really found a a hell of a way to do that with land of legends raceway and and, uh, you know, this podcast and, and video features and all sorts of cool things. So, uh, l- let's talk some racing, huh? Oh, I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait. Well, let's, let's talk, first of all, um, let, let's talk about, uh, you know, I, I know there'll be a lot of listeners this week that used to listen to our program back in the day. So, you know, kind of catch, uh, some folks that used to be listeners that are listening this week, catch them up on, uh, what you're up to and, you know, what you're up to, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, racing. And, uh, I know you haven't gotten far away from wrenching on cars. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, I still, uh, I still turn wrenches and, and crew chief for my cousin, Carl Cleveland. Uh, we made our land of legends uh, debut this week, like everybody else did uh, opening night. Um, he hasn't let me get out of that yet. I, I tried to quit and he said, you got me back in this in 09. You're not quitting yet. And, uh, so, so I'm still here and, you know, I, CJ and I got a pretty successful, uh, RC car, uh, team that we run. Uh, we're kind of part-time right now with lots of stuff going on with school and, and work and now, you know, racing the big car. And, uh, uh, we've really taken to, to liking that, uh, you know, it's something that him and I can do together and, uh, have a good time. And he's way better than I am. I, I gave him all my good equipment and, you know, I'm just kind of running the, the has-been stuff, and he uh, he's way, way calmer than I am, you know, and it's, it's good to watch. It's, it's kind of like looking in a young mirror, you know, he's, he he looks a little like me, poor kid, and, uh, but, you know, it, 
things are really good. And I think this summer, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to bounce around a little more on, uh, do some Friday night, uh, D and D raceway. It's off of, uh, one Oh four. Um, but not full time. Cause I think I want to go to Brewers. I want to travel a little bit on Friday nights. I haven't had that opportunity. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I, I want to follow D pods over to Brewerton, you know, when he gets over there and just, you know, just, there's just a lot of things that opened on Friday nights that I never had that option to do. I, I was going to say, did, did Carl have the shakes racing on a Saturday night and, you know, looking at possibly doing some more Saturday night racing? He's been a Friday night guy as long as I can remember. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I dating back to, I believe, you know, 85 or 86 or something like that. He started it. Uh, well then it was Dundee raceway park, but, uh, no, you know, the, we, we've raced part-time the last couple of years and, you know, it's been kind of hit and miss and, you know, we've, we've hit the less white shows the last two years in, uh, in Canada. Well, the first year we got the hard charger award going from 22nd to seventh or something like that. And, uh, and last, and then we finished third uh one year there in a special race uh that was the infamous uh uh safety truck race uh he josh pangrazio had such a big lead that he took the checkered flag and you know he was going down the backstretch and we were coming out of four so the 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 yellow lights were on and the the, uh pace truck you know the best the best crew in the world you know they they and they are uh they just i I think they didn't anticipate how far he, he was ahead everybody else he and they came right out in front of Jared Hill and, uh, and Carl. So, uh, we ended up third that night. Um, we still then, pick you know, on we, Richie we for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, who knew like, yeah, you know, Josh, Josh is such a good racer and his cars are always so fast. And, you know, you get, you get eight or nine, you know, when he starts on the, on the front row and you get eight or nine laps of, uh, of green flag racing, you know, he's already in, you know, half a track ahead of everybody else sometimes. And we, when the track's right, and his car's right. And, you know, you, you just, you just don't know. And, you know, you know, of course we ran a couple of the world 100s and didn't have great luck there, but we got a couple of top tens out of it. And funny, funny story before we go on, we, we did the world 100 last year. And of course, Bella, my little girl, she, uh, she helped us get tires around and she came out on the track for fuel and air pressure and stuff. And, uh, when we checked the tires, they were, they were already almost bald after 50 laps. And, uh, we had just, you know, spent, I don't know how much money over Woodhall buying five or six brand new tires. And, uh, so they, they were bald and Carl goes, how are the tires? Look, I, I, they're fine. Good to go, man. Go, <laughs> go. I, cause I, I, I just, you know, we were a 10th place car and I, and I didn't see, I, I couldn't see ruining any more tires for for a car that wasn't going to go forward anymore you know and uh i'll be i'll be darned if he didn't run the best laps of the race the next 10 laps after we went back green and uh and then he got in a little contact and uh cut one of the tires down i think they would have made it he's a little skeptical about it yeah (laughs) well i'll tell you what um sixth place effort on saturday night uh, I, I don't know what your guys' expectations were going in, but I, I gotta believe you're pretty happy with the sixth place run. Oh, extremely happy. And I, I have to tell you, like, um, when we, uh, we went over there and like you said, we didn't know what to expect. We had a base set up. We had trouble at the shop before we even left. We couldn't get the car started. 
Um, it was a, we had a safety switch issue. So we were like two hours behind schedule and, uh, you know, we got over the track. We didn't take anything for chassis adjustments or nothing. We're like, all right, let's just go get our feet wet, put 20 laps in and, uh, you know, and we'll go from there. And, uh, you know, the car was kind of loose in the heat and it wasn't, wasn't running right. You know, you get about half it on the straightaway and it just, it would just kind of cut out. You got to 6,000 RPMs and it just, it stopped. It wouldn't go anymore. So we, we made some adjustments for the feature. We put a taller right front tire on it, taller left rear. We went old school. We, we went some, we had like three quarters of an inch of reverse stagger in the back and uh, that car handled, it handled great. You know, I had to say the least, I think that's what saved us. You know, it got through the corners so good that the straightaway speed didn't kill us a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, he was, he looked super competitive out there, you know, really, uh, I think it was him and, uh, it was either, I think it was him and CJ or him and, uh, Rick Kriego. I mean, they, they had a, a great battle going on there. And, and I remember thinking in my head, man, Carl's having a great night here. You know, not that you guys haven't had good runs there in the past, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just coming there, like on a one-off show, that's a, that's a tough thing to do with the the field that we have at Land of Legends. So, you know, to come out there and, and run like he did the other night, I, I remember thinking in my head while my partner Chris was, you know, talking about somebody else on track, I just remember thinking in my head, boy, boy, Clinton and Carl are going to have a big smile at the end of this race. Oh, yeah, I was, you know, ear to ear and I, you know, we, I saw CJ coming and, you know, there, there's a little bit of history there and we were kind of slowing down a little bit. The, the rear brakes, you know, started hanging up just, just a hair, you know, not enough to damage anything, but enough to slow it down, you know, and CJ drove by us on the outside and, you know, I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. We're back to, you know, we're, we're in fifth or went back to sixth. I'm like, all right, I, I'll take it. And then Axel Jensen had trouble and dropped out. And uh, back up to fifth. Well, I think when when CJ went around Carl, I think I think that showed Rick Kriego something. And uh, Rick Kriego kind of, you know, almost did the same move. He just he kind of diamond the corner off and got underneath us and drove by us down the straightaway. But you know, I think he saw that the top was working in three and four a little bit, and he was able to get a good run coming off and uh, got by us. And you know, from there on, we were you know in cruise control and. Uh, you know, brought her home sixth. And it was so nice because we put the car on the lift at, at the shop and there isn't a scratch on it. Nice. And that, yeah. And then, you know, nothing, you know, nothing for nothing. It's been a long time since that's, uh, since that's happened. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, it was, it was certainly a change, a welcome, you know, welcome change to, uh, to be able to say on opening night at Canadagua that the double deuce coupe was in, in attendance. That was, that was awesome, man. That was, uh, that, that was great to see and, 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 you know, wish you guys uh, a lot of luck the rest of the way here. Uh, but I I'd be remiss if, uh, if I didn't get some, some commentary on and thoughts on the rest of the night. Um, so as, as I rolled through, uh, through the results here, um, uh, let, let's do it like we used to do it, brother. All right. Well, let me uh, let me uh, intervene real quick here. Uh, you're going to see us every Saturday night at the Land of Legends. Perfect. I I thought yep, that's what the case was. Yeah. 
Yep, we we're gonna run there every every week, and uh, you know Paul treats everybody really good, and and uh, we've we've liked going up there ever since. And you know the the payback is a little better, and the the pay at the end of the year is definitely a little better, and and it's just something that Carl's wanted to do. You know he doesn't have many years left, so you know we thought we'd do something a little different. Well, that's that's cool, man. It's a it's a welcome addition for sure. Um, let's uh, let's go to let's go to the top of the order here. And uh, we'll we'll get into uh, some results from Saturday night. Pepsi Big Buck right. Modifieds kicking it off. Seneca Meadows and Jack Howell Properties night uh, at the track. And Peter Britton got got you know certainly started started from the hammer uh, and, and was able to to bring it you know the the whole way home. Uh, but he had different challengers from Justin Harris who finished third, Matt Shepard who finished second, and. You know, Clint, I, I I was I was very intrigued by Shepard's comments after the race because I think in years past, when when Shepard shows up, a lot of fans might see him in the field and say, "Well, write the check, Shepard's here." And in years past, I think that typically held out true. But I gotta say, you know, the likes of Eric Rudolph, the likes of Hares, Britain. Alan Johnson, Kyle Coffey, uh, Kevin Root, Justin Wright, Pat Ward, Matt Caprera uh, filled out the top 10. You know, a lot of these guys we mentioned in the top five, Clint, they have stepped up their game to a level where, you know, when when Matt comes into town, it's it's not a given anymore. Uh, no, and, absolutely not. Uh, and that's not to take a single thing away from Matt Shepard. Don't do Shepard fans. Don't get me wrong. You know, that guy has dominated that place in his time. Switchboard's lighting up over here, Steve. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but, but I, you know, I say that and, and I, you know, again, it's, it, I'm not saying that offensively at all, but man, you know, Peter, Justin, uh, Eric, these guys have really, really stepped things up. They, they really have Steve. And I, you know, I was, I was watching Shepard come up through, and I, I, he had a really, really tough battle with Eric Rudolph. And I, I think that probably used a lot of his car up. Um, I thought that me, you know, he was, he was making a little bit of ground on Britain and I thought, well, you know, here we go. Matt's going to, Matt's going to do some late race heroics and going to run him down. And yeah, once Britain got the lap traffic, he was spot on. He got through those guys like a hot knife through butter and Matt struggled with him. Matt caught him at all the wrong times. And, uh, it, you know, he got to about half a straightaway of him, And then, you know, then Britain just, you know, finished it off. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more there. It, it, it was interesting. We, we started something new on Saturday night and, you know, as, as long as time allows us to do so, uh, on race night, um, we're going to hear from the top three, uh, on Land of Legends TV and in, in Victory Lane, and 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 I I've wanted to do that for the longest time because those guys that didn't get the win but they were right there, I've always wanted to hear that instant feedback of what 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 were they thinking? What you know what happened? You know, like Justin Hares was a great example. He was right on the the knocking on the door of Britain before that one yellow came out. And then, as he said afterwards, my I, my tires just didn't fire off like they did before, um, you know, because I thought Justin had had the winning piece there Saturday, 
Um, but you know, you get a, get a yellow flag, the tires go through a heat cycle and then things changed. Yep. Rudolph though, Clint, my goodness, dude starts 19th, gets all the way to fourth. And, and to your point, I think Rudolph was a perfect example of somebody that kind of had to use their stuff up just to get to the top five. And, and it was a great finish for him to be able to stay there. It's always, it's always nice to see Rudolph come down. I don't know if, if he's going to be full-time this year. I, I love watching him race. I, he's clean. And uh, he, like you said, he's a, he's an added asset. There is, there is 10, 12 cars that can win any given night. I mean, let's, you know, Danny Johnson didn't finish in the top 10. He had trouble, but that's another car that's going to, that's going to fire off. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, if they can, if they can keep their motor together, they're going to, they're going to be good. They're going to be tough to beat. And I, I want to say before we move off for the big blocks and, and I want I want to know your opinion on this. I was sitting there watching them and Daniel Johnson. Yeah, he was, he was on rails until that caution came out. I, I almost, he got up to third, I believe, didn't he? Wasn't he right behind airs at the time? Yeah. Yeah. He got up to third and we had that restart and it was maybe a lap into the restart or maybe it was right on the restart. I think he went into one and two and he said the oil pressure dropped and, and, oh, okay. he, and he had to pull off. Um, I, I read that uh, he posted that on social media after the race and, but you're absolutely right. What, what a great call out there because that was the run of Daniel Johnson's career. I mean, yeah. he, he got a heat win a year or two ago and, you know, had a great car on that night, but his car on Saturday, that was, that was the best run we we've seen out of Daniel. He did not get the finish that he deserved out of it. Uh, came home 19th in the, in the final running order, but my goodness, what a, what a run. If, you know, if he can get things put back together, um, it's going to be fun to watch him. He took a huge step forward on Saturday. I I think that um, I was watching him on uh, race monitor, and I think the lap before, you know, they always run best before they blow, and I didn't blow it, but he lost oil pressure. He ran a lap that was six tenths of a second faster than Britain. Wow that partic- that particular lap. Whether I I don't know if Britain was in trouble, you know, if he was in lap traffic or whatever, but I mean that that's how fast that that was at that point in time. Well, it was certainly a hell of a run for him uh, and, and hell of a run for Matt Caprera, big block debut, got a small block win the night before at K&M and comes home top 10. I mean, that's at, at Canadagua. That's damn impressive. It sure is. And I, I didn't realize who it was. I had to look on race monitor to see the 29 was because I almost think that, uh, I, I thought it was Jordan McCready at first because I think he drove a 29 there for the super dirt series race there last year. Okay. And I, you know, I thought it was, I, I'm not positive, but I, oh, I thought it was, Oh, him. I know what you're saying. Th- uh, 28. Yes. Yep. 28. Okay. A flax car. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. So yeah, I thought it was him originally. And I'm like, Oh, a, a Caprera. God, I haven't heard that name in Canada in a long time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a nice conversation with him and Charlie. Uh, in the trailer afterwards, um, we were reminiscing on some go-kart days when uh, when uh, the Ovens boys and the Caprera boys were racing at Frozen Ocean. And uh, 
Well, it's just we we used to get our tails whipped by the Caprera band, <laughs> but I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you, it, it it was just like any driver will tell you today. You know, they they want to race against guys like like Matt Shepard. They want to race against guys like Matt Williamson because that that's the bar and that's that's what you that's what you are striving for. And so, uh, yeah, we we had some good times talking about them. Let's talk about another driver, Clint, that was having a good time on Saturday night. And and I got to say, I think it was the surprise of the night. Cameron Tuttle comes down yeah. from Western New York and steals a win. I won't say steals a win. He was dominant, but he comes yeah. down and just put it to the field on Saturday night. Uh, it was definitely unexpected when, you know, when, Guerrero, when you got Matt Guerrero running second, uh, Usually he's hunting you down, you know, when he gets into that spot, but you know, he, he maintained a, a, a over a second lead and, and just didn't let them guys get closer to him. Uh, that it, it, now is that his first ever win or just, I know it's his first ever at Canadagua. First at Canadagua. He's got some wins, uh, at Genesee. I believe he has okay. at Ransomville as well. Uh, and I know he's won a championship at Genesee. So yeah, he's, okay. um, He's had some success at his home tracks and and he even admitted Saturday night, you know, this is not a track that we've come to and, and had a, a whole lot of luck at, um, you know, they it's, they've always been, you know, tuning on the setup and, and just like we said in the big blocks, you know, when, when you come down, you know, when you come down to, to, to Canada, you're, you're going up against a stout field. I don't care what class you're in. Um, but man, I mean, holy cow. And and a, and a huge win, you know, dedicates the win to his grandfather, who he just lost a, a few months ago, and um, just a just a great story, really really cool story. Oh, absolutely! So, you know, I, I I'm just I'm really happy for the young gentleman. Uh, he, uh, you know, he had he had a little help riding with him, and uh, you have to love those stories and, and just seeing the raw emotion in victory lane. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. No doubt. Cameron Tuttle gets the win. Matt Guerry finished second, um, clawed his way up through, got to second on a late race restart, uh, but just didn't have quite enough to get to the 35 of uh, Tuttle. James Henry was third, Tim Baker, fourth, Nick Cooper rounded out the top five. I'm going to go out and say it right here on the podcast. I think Nick Cooper wins a race this year. I really do. I I think he got so close last year was in within a lap or two. I think it was Sabaka that got by him uh, to, to, for a win last year. I think this could be Nick Cooper's year uh, to, to finally crack into victory lane in the sportsman. So keep an eye on him. Uh, the aforementioned Zach Sabaka, our defending champion was sixth. Uh, Frank Wary Jr. was seventh, Nick Root eighth, Kane Bristol, who was very dominant in his heat race, um, couldn't quite make it up through uh, with the redraw, finished ninth, and Mike Fowler, uh, Fear the Beard, brought it home in position <laughs> number 10. That was the uh, Sterling Lubricant Sportsman. Moving on to the Mighty Boba 305 Sprints, and and this was another dandy, Clint. Uh, Bobby Perro, new car, uh, new smoke under the hood, and uh, same old ESS Hall of Famer uh, got the win after a great battle with Daryl Ruggles. And I got to say, you know, for Daryl coming home second, what what a bounce back effort after 
just a terrible off season went through, uh, you know, that terrible accident at a shop and he is, he has worked all the way back to, to be back behind the wheel. And he's not just back behind the wheel. He's competitive. He was leading that race uh, at several points during the race. Yeah. I, you know, we stood there to the driver's meeting and, uh, I looked over and, and saw Daryl and I thought, man, what a, you know, somebody that's had such a terrible off season and, uh, you know, fighting through what he's, you know, what he's had to fight through and, and be that competitive and lead laps. And, you know, what, what more can you say? I mean, that was just, uh, it was just great. I, it was, it was good to see. I, I, I don't, there's nothing really I can say about it. That I'm just, I'm pleased that he's still able to race and to, and to see that he's racing at that kind of capacity is, is just awesome on the first night. Something that I think will be interesting to, to note and, you know, and I don't know necessarily what Bobby's schedule is going to be this year, but Bobby Perro has always, the last couple seasons, they have always come out of the box strong. I, the, the key is going to be, can they sustain it throughout the course of the season? I, we've, we've seen it, you know, the last couple of years, in a row, they, they get off to a hot start and then we get to, you know, the dog days of summer and we get down toward championship night and then things just, you know, whether it's bad luck or mechanical or whatever, you know, they, they have just struggled from, from mid season on. So, um, you know, no surprise to see Bobby Perro in victory lane on opening night. Uh, but the, the, the key for them, I think will be to see, can they, can they keep this going? So we'll, uh, He'll certainly be one of the favorites uh, this weekend when the CRSA sprints come to town. So uh, keep an eye on uh, those new colors and new number. Uh, well, an, an old but new number. <laughs> yep, the old. Uh, now is is that is that his own car or is that a Fletcher car still? So I, you know, that's a that is a great question. Um, I I I know that that I, I've seen Tommy there in the pits. I, I don't know the the full details of of how the race team's made up right now. That, that's a good question. I, I will ask that question this weekend. <laughs> but I do know that they got some, you know, they got some marketing support on board that, um, you know, has been a big part of uh, what they're doing this year. He's got a new Shaw car, um, you know, that, that car builder, um, you know, he only puts out so many cars a year. It's very, very limited. Um, but that's all Bobby's ever driven uh, when it comes to sprint cars. So um, they, they kind to me, they kind of have that advantage of they're one of those cars out in the field that not a lot of other guys have, if anybody in the field has. So, um, so, hmm. so that, that's interesting. It's, it's an interesting note on them. Uh, Jordan Hutton brought the 66 home in third. Trevor years was fourth and Kyle Pierce um, had a great night to bring it home in the top five. Nathan Pierce um, out of Troy PA was sixth. James Layton seventh. Adam Depew his first ever competitive race in a three Oh five brought it home in eighth. Dylan Paddock was ninth, a rookie and the straight shooter, Scott Cruder and one of the Warner cars brought it home in the top 10. So that was the three Oh five sprints. Did you say Adam Depew? I sure did. I did not know that. That's, that's yeah. great info. Yeah. So what? Adam, 
Um, we act, I actually uh, had him on the podcast a few weeks ago uh, because I saw a picture pop up on on the uh, the racing page of a sprint car. Um, he still has the street stock. Sounds like they're actually taking the street stock to the first uh, Empire Street Stock Series show uh, at Genesee next week. Uh, so okay. they still have the street stock that they're going to play around with, but yeah, uh, three Oh five sprint now for, for Adam. Oh, that's, that's great. That's a, that's a big move. And that's, that's all right. That's pretty cool. Moving right along here. We, uh, we kind of started touching on the, um, on the street stocks, but we'll get right back into it here. Um, Eldridge and son scrap recycling street stocks and, this was a hell of a finish. Um, you know, uh, Jimmy Grant brings home the win, but you know, I, I don't think that as a race fan and certainly me, not as an announcer, you couldn't have been disappointed with whoever won that race because that was a, a great battle at the end. Um, you know, Jimmy just does what he does in, in that diamond line that he runs in turn one and two and was just kind of chipping away at it, chipping away at it. And, you know, Clint, I, I know you were probably focused on watching the, the 22, but it, you know, I, I felt like Mike Welch was in, you know, he was the race leader, but I felt like this was one of those races where you didn't necessarily want to be the race leader because, you know, the second place car had the advantage of being able to move around, go where you're not. And, and I almost think that Jimmy kind of picked up on something, you know, in those closing laps that, you know, the leader didn't have the benefit of, of being able to see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also think that, and you, you have to check with Mike this week. I almost think that he hit the uke tire, uh, that they pushed out in one and two. And I think it, it really messed up the towing the toe in on the car. So he couldn't get through the corners as well as he did at the beginning. Oh, okay. I, I mean, he was seen he was, that. Okay. I mean, he was still fast, but you know, you, you can't have any sort of a hiccup in your car. If, uh, if you got Jimmy running second, you just can't. Well, that because, would make a lot of sense. Cause man, he was fighting a tight race car in three and four, like that thing just turned evil down in three like from the ape from the center off like when he hit the apex of the corner that thing was going to the top of the racetrack and it, and it seemed yep. like you know mike the veteran that he is like you could see he was like he was doing whatever he could try to do to try to hustle that thing through and it just it hit the apex and man it was it was going up to the top so yep, that makes a lot we, of sense yep i think you know with these with these cars um, geometry is so big. And I think when the, when the car unloaded in the middle of the turn and he was getting back to the throttle, it just had so much left rear bite and, and with the toe out the way it was, it just, it, the, the right front of the car wasn't pinched down anymore and, and letting him turn. I, I not saying Jimmy wouldn't have got him anyway, but I, I think that, I think that he had some damage and you'll have to, you'll have to double check with him this week. Yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a great call. I, yeah, I hadn't seen that. So you'll have to check with Mike on that for sure. I mean, the, these, these two guys here, 
you know, they're going to be, they're going to be oh, one of the, the two, you know, out of, out of, you know, the, the five cars that you're going to have to go through, you know, if you want to win the, yeah. the street stock title there for sure. Um, oh, it, yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Jimmy Welch, you know, I don't know if Josh is running every week, but he lost a motor there in the, in the heat. And, uh, you know, so he's going to be up front. Um, Prego is, is super fast. You know, Axel will sneak up on you. There, it's a, it's a good class. I mean, obviously you've got four that are going to be really tough every week, but there, there's some sleepers there too. Don't, don't forget about the old snake in the weeds, Carl Johnson for four, right. Yeah, right. four wins last year. And, and no, he you're, finishes, you're right. he finishes third in that race, uh, Clint, but you know, that was a, that was a Carl Johnson kind of race, man. He was there in the top five, almost all night long. Um, you know, had the top two had an issue, he'd have been right there, but, uh, you know, he, he was kind of the last one that got to the front out of those three cars. Um, so he, he's, he's going to be one to watch too, man. They, 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 they got that new You're car right. to start the year last year and, and, it's a whole new ball game for, for them, for sure. For sure. You're absolutely right. Yep. CJ Guerry, Rick Crego, the top five, that old double deuce coupe, that bright yellow. And, and by the way, I got to say, uh, uh, kudos to, to jungle Jim, that, that new yellow body is, is looking fresh, man. It, yeah, that, that's probably the nicest car, nicest looking car that we've had. Maybe since, maybe since I started helping him in 09. You know, Jim did a great job. It uh, it looks, you know, in the that yellow with the blue lettering, it, it just it looks clean. You know, it's nothing fancy. I I wanted to see a little little more a uh, little more color on it, but uh, I lost that. So, but it, uh, <laughs> it 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 looks great. And you know, Doug Smith got the numbers for us from Pilot, and they just make the car pop with that with the baby blue lettering. That oh uh, yeah. You know, Jason Bugstone and his wife did, so it was uh, really good. Patrick Hobbs, Mark Minutlo, John Burrett, uh, Mike Fellows rounded out the top 10 in the street stocks. The Lloyd's Contracting Hobby Stocks for their 15-lapper, another great battle. Uh, Tyler Burnell gets the win, but uh, Mark Minutlo kept him honest. There's no doubt about that. They were wheel to wheel for almost the entire final lap until Burnell was able to squeak by in the last 25 yards of the race uh, to, to take the checkered flag. But um, what a what a great battle in the hobby stocks we had Saturday night. Oh, it was fantastic. It is, um, I, you know, I think Tyler pinched, pinched, Mark, print, uh, pinched Mark down just enough. They were going through three and four that. Mark couldn't let the car swing out. So, you know, Tyler had a good run off the turn, like you said. And, uh, yeah, you know, poor Mark, he had a, you know, Marky Mark in the second place bunch this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I I know how bad he wanted to change that on Saturday. Yeah. Heartbreaker loss on Friday night at outlaw. Nate Peckham had a, had a great view of it. Couldn't do a thing about it, but had a great view running from third. Uh, Justin Eldridge was fourth and, and and Bubba Burnell, boy, he had an up and down night. Started up front, battling with Tyler for the race lead, and and I still don't know what happened to his car. Um, he looked like he was going to go nose first into the turn four concrete. Um, 
he was able to refire it, shake it down. Everything was fine. He came back for a fifth place finish, but uh, that's going to be one of those races you might look at at the end of the year and say, that was one that got away from us because Bubba was quick on Saturday. Six through 10 uh, was, was Danny Carrick, Brian Lloyd, Brighton Grant, Scott Mack, and Dan Corpani. Uh, any other thoughts on the hobby stocks there? You know, there was, there was battles throughout the field, you know, yes, you know, Mark and Tyler were out front and Nate was not far behind them, but Danny Carrick had a good race with Tyler or with a uh, Bubba Bernal. And, uh, and, uh, there was another, who was the other guy that finished? There was. So we had Justin Eldridge, Bubba, Danny Carrick, Brian Lloyd, um, Brian, Brian Lloyd. Yes. Yeah. Brian, Brian was right there in the thick of it too. Um, you know, I, I think, I think he had a better car than, than a seventh place finish, but you know, I, I, like I said, you know, the, the competition level is, is pretty stout with these hobby stock guys. So, you know, yeah, you, and you and can have a top growing. three car and come home seventh. The one little slip up and that's all it's going to take. And then we wrap it up here with the McGuire Ford of Canada, with new legend sportsman and. How about Angel Sparing? Uh, I, I'm sure the smile has still not left her face. Um, first checkered flag in the new legend sportsman division. Uh, they made a huge change to to go from, you know, the bar car to, to the coilover package. And, you know, they, they made a, a point to get out to the open practice session so that she could get some laps and get some confidence in, in, in everything that was new on that car and uh boy it, it paid off it was setting up to be an incredible finish <laughs> Ken- yes. kennedy Payne, i felt so bad for kennedy uh yep. she Me too. i and and clint i i wrote this to her after the race on saturday i said the last five laps of that feature were probably the the fastest and the best five laps that i've seen kennedy run in a sportsman car and you know she, I, I said, keep your head down, stick with it. You're going to be just fine. You keep putting laps like that together. You're going to be just fine. I know that, uh, they, they've got a, a torn up race car. They got to fix up this week, but, um, you know, the, the whole, the whole pain crew are, are going to go to work on that. And, and I, I have no doubts. We'll, we'll see Kennedy back out there and, and, and back out there competing, uh, you know, to, to get her first win too. So. Um, but that was a great race at the end. It really was. I, I think that it was one of those things that, you know, the, the laps were winding down and uh, I think Kennedy drove it in real hard to three and four there, at maybe with two to go and it stuck. Yeah. And she made up and she made up so much ground and, and she went to do the same thing in, in one and two there. And boy, that old U tire, the Tory tire there. Yeah. It, uh, Boy, it, it that was that hard. was a hard hit. I, I I was I was concerned because you know if you have just for some reason have your hand in the wrong spot and and you hit something like that and it turns the wheel, uh, it's just you know. And I was talking to CJ about it. And I, I asked CJ if he saw it, and he goes, "I didn't see it, Dad." He goes, "But I heard it." Yeah, and that's that's serious. When when you guys when there's racing going on and everything and it quiets that fast, yeah, yeah. It, Never good. No, no. Uh, Bruce Batesel, uh and in his team car, Brad Sawyer finished second, third. 
Uh, Kennedy brought it home in fourth. Dylan Adamsack had an issue right off the uh, drop of the green flag, had to drop out early uh, in the 55 car. But, um, you know, pretty pretty good action there for the new legend sportsman. And like I said, I think we're going to add some new winners uh, to, to the winners list in the new legend sportsman this year. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, so that wraps up results from Saturday night. Coming up this week, Averdi Storage Containers presents the CRSA Sprints along with the Big Block Modifieds, Sportsman, Street Stock, Hobby Stock, and New Legend Sportsman. Man, Clint, I cannot believe how long we, we went here. It was like the old days, man. I, I, the only thing we're missing tonight is Brad tapping his watch, saying, come on, boys, uh, come yeah. on. <laughs> that was wrapping up, yeah. Oh, <laughs> He still is. Oh, he, yeah, you know he's looking down right now going, yeah, you guys are laughing about it, but uh, <laughs> here I am. I'm surprised, like, there's not lightning coming out of the, the clear sky tonight just yeah, just to tell us to keep on track here. I, I'm going to make sure I hit save after we're done recording here so that, you oh, know. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many times did we do that? Record a, a whole two-hour podcast only to have it get deleted by mistake and... <laughs> Oh yeah, when we yeah when we first started off and, and using the you know using that platform that you know was was just a basic platform. If you didn't have it just right, if you know if you or Brad just had for one slip up, you know, it was just a text message away from expletives. Absolutely, hey man, uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll we'll be sure to to do this again. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that you guys are, are coming over, uh, and, and racing with us each week. So, um, you're, you're going to see, uh, just as much of the action as we do. And, and, and by the way, we, we appreciate, um, we, we appreciate CJ being a part of the team too. Uh, it, it's, it's hard to believe that the young man is starting his second year with us, uh, on the production team. And, uh, making making a big impact uh i know this past saturday we had some uh oh. some graphic issues that uh made it a little bit more of a boring night for him than he was expecting but it's it's cool to see the young people that are interested um you know we've we've got another young person that's that you know is does a lot of iRacing broadcast that's coming out to uh to to fill cj's shoes while he's out enjoying the prom and, and, and being a high school student. And, and I, and I love that. Um, but, but it's so fun to see the, the young people that are interested in this stuff and, 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 and want to be a part of it. Um, it's, it's, it really, you know, helps make the whole thing go around. I tell you, he really loves it, Steve. He loves the team over there. And, uh, you know, we, that's all I heard, like, you know, when the rainouts were, I, I'd get text messages in the morning, this rain gonna go away, Dad? Nah, I don't think so, bud. Not tonight. Goes expletive, expletive. You know, like like if if we forgot to save it. But he, you know, you guys have been so good to him, and and Paul was so good to him last year. Helped him out and showed how much he appreciated CJ's help. And you know, Paul's always been always been good for thank yous to go a long way. And and that sits that that sits big with us. We're you know we're a try to be a polite family and try to do things the right way. So, so seeing that really helped out. Good deal. Well, um, how, how, uh, so we're recording this on Thursday night. How we, how we looking with the car? Are we ready to go? 
Oh, it's it's all ready to go. It's uh, it's all tucked in, and it's it, we made some uh, made some adjustments to it, and put some new things on it, and hope we can get it to go down the straightaway this week. All right, man. Well, just just remember, at the end of the straightaway, there's two more corners to come. Yeah, it's gonna screw everything all up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, uh, this was a lot of fun. We got to do this again. And you know what? Anytime, man. You just you just give me the word, give me a text, that I I'll I miss this. This is awesome. Yeah, oh, this is a good time. We're we're getting back together. We're getting the band back together tonight uh, here okay. uh, on the Where Legends Are Made podcast. That's Clint Miller. Uh, Clint, uh, appreciate the time as always, buddy. All right, Steve. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. All right, fans. Coming up next, we will have Mia. From Malta Minutes with Mia at Albany Saratoga Speedway. It's a new segment here on Where Legends Are Made. Stick around. We've got that for you next here, and then we'll wrap up the show. By the grace of God and 800 horsepower, it's time for the A-Main Interview of the Week. Welcome back, fans, to the Where Legends Are Made podcast, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. And we're bringing you a new segment uh, that we're starting, and that is um, reaching out to some of our friends from fellow uh, dirt car tracks. We're all one big dirt car family, and we wanted to take a segment to to you know let our fans know. We know there's a lot of our fans that uh, enjoy races at other places, be it on a Saturday or be it on a Friday or Sunday, whenever. Um, and so we wanted to, you know, try something new, reach out to some of our friends at, at uh, other, uh, dirt car member tracks and, and see what's going on and give you a little insight. Uh, if you've never been to some of these places before to go out and give them a try. So we have got Mia on the line, uh, with us, uh, from Albany, Saratoga Speedway. Mia, I appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get into talking, you know, the the racing and what's going on at Albany, Saratoga, I, I always love uh, hearing uh, everybody's story of how they got started, how they got interested in racing. Everybody's got a unique story and, and interested to hear yours. Um, well, yeah, I would say mine is unique because um, I feel like a lot of people get into racing from the racing side of things. And I was introduced to it by Lyle, my father, um, who is the promoter of Albany, Saratoga. And so I started working at the track when I was 14 selling snow cones. And I can't I was trying to think today um, how I kind of got into doing lives and then how that led to announcing. Um, but I can't really, really remember why. But my role kind of slowly evolved the older that I got at the Speedway. And um, I started doing Facebook Lives. I believe I started doing them as interviews. And then that turned into interviews on the front stretch and doing the lives just to promote um, the events that were happening that night. Just saying stuff like what the admission is to get in and what the weather's like and what's going on at the Speedway. And then I did interviews for a while until... Um, Mike Warren, he had his job. Um, he was kind of spotty and when he could come announce for us. So that's when I started doing Victory Lane interviews. And then when he left us to go to the Dirt Series, I started doing that full time. 
how did do you, do you recall you know was it something that you wanted to do did somebody approach you about doing the live videos because those really uh really took off and it have been quite popular and and quite informative for for the fans rather they're a loyal weekly fan or somebody that drops in a handful of times a year i know it always um just completely impresses me when the people say hello and they say where they're watching from and it's all over. It's even been outside of our country and out, definitely outside of our States. It blows my mind. Um, but I believe it was a mixture of Dan Martin and Lyle that approached me on it. Um, it's actually completely outside of my comfort zone. If you know me, um, I'm not overly talkative. I like to listen. I don't like to talk a lot. Um, so it was definitely completely outside of my comfort zone, which isn't always a bad thing. And they kind of brought it up. I was young. I said yes. And from there, it's turned into something pretty big. It has. And, you know, doing video, video, anything can can be a little bit intimidating. But now now you've taken that one step further and in, in doing victory lanes that that that's got to, you know, take some of that nerves to a whole new level. Yeah, definitely. I'm very comfortable with the lives now, but also at the same time, I'm with no, even though lots of people are watching, I'm not speaking to anyone. I'm alone by myself. Um, but definitely, I th I think I've been doing Victory Lanes for three years. And it's still nerve-wracking, but it's starting to get more comfortable. But definitely, it stresses me out every time about saying the right thing and doing the right thing and making sure that it's a good interview for the drivers and entertaining for the crowd. And yeah, all of it is definitely, I get nervous over all of it. What's what's your favorite part about doing Victory Lane? Um, I really like to see the reactions when they're really excited, um, especially some of the younger kids. Their their excitement is always on a different level. And when I get that feedback from them when they're really excited and they have all of that, you know, energy built up and they just can't believe that they're down there, that really just kind of fuels my soul. It makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing and it definitely the crowd can see it too, which is incredible. You, you can, I can speak from experience. I, I don't cover victory lane anymore, but man, a first time winner in victory lane, there is, there's no other experience as a, as an announcer or, you know, anybody doing media type stuff at the track. There's nothing like doing an interview for that first time winner. I know for sure. They make me laugh. They make you excited. Um, you know, it's just a happy time to be there. Absolutely. You know, talking about, you know, some of some of the roles that that you've covered there, it's it's such a it's such an important piece, you know, and, and I'm talking, you know, about the information that you provide on your videos and and things like that. It, it's, you know, content, you know, I, I've called content a monster and, and the more you feed the monster, the more it grows and the more and the more content people enjoy and, and want more of Um how how is sometimes that can be difficult to manage what what's your experience on that yeah definitely the more i agree with you completely the more you give the more they want um people definitely look forward to it weekly and they rely on it for their information um so you know it's stressful if you say the wrong thing or you do the wrong thing but um at the end of the day i'm providing information for a grand amount of people and I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it for the Speedway. Tell us about some some upcoming events that uh, that are coming up uh, on the Albany Saratoga schedule. You guys kicked off the season uh, 
in a great way. Um, had some some awesome races. I know this past weekend, um, you know, had some some weather issues, which uh, boy, it seems like we've all had our our own weather issues at one point or another here in this this spring. But um, have had some really good action on track so far. I know our opening night was just insane with the amount of people and the amount of cars. It was just such a great night of racing. And um, it has stayed true to that. We've had a lot of racers coming from especially central and western New York, a lot of outsiders. And we've been super stoked about that. Um, But so coming up, I mean, we have a $4,000 to win modified feature coming up in two weeks, the 19th. Um, of course we always have our super dirt car series that's on Tuesday, June 13th It's called the super dirt series, summer starter 71. Um, we have our multi-massive weekend, of course, at the end of the season, which is one of our biggest events. Uh, right before that, we have our $10,000 to win pro stock autism awareness race. Um, there's a $4,000 to win modified feature August 18th. We have ESS Sprints coming to us twice this year, Friday, June 2nd, and um, Friday, July 21st. And the main night is that following week, Friday, July 28th. That's $3,200 to win modified feature event. Just a lot of um, high-paying races, big events. Uh, We're so grateful for our sponsors. We've had a lot of great sponsors come on board with us, especially this year help make some incredible races for our racers and our fans. Absolutely. I, I spoke to a, a fan, a friend of mine that, that, you know, goes to races as a, as a fan loves it, went to Albany on your opening night uh, for the first time. And they said, you know, obviously everybody there is just, you know, loves the racing obviously, but he said that the atmosphere at Albany Saratoga is, is just something special. What, from your perspective, what, what is that? You know, what, what is, is, you know, created such a great atmosphere because everybody that is a, you know, a loyal Albany Saratoga fan or, or that goes there for the first time, I feel like I always hear the same things. Uh, they talk about the atmosphere and, and, you know, obviously it, it makes them want to go back for more. Well, Albany Saratoga comes from a family backing. It's majorly Lyle and my mother and then myself. Um, And I feel like alongside of our officials and our employees that are just great, um, we've tried to really create just a positive place. Um, Albany Saratoga is just rich in history for years well before us. And so um, it's always been a great place for racing. And I feel like we just kind of built upon that and created, yeah, we really just want to create like a happy positive environment that you come to to escape come on a Friday night to come have fun bring your family bring your friends hang out watch the races maybe drink a beer and just have fun um I know I tell my my friends outside of racing all the time I'm like come to the races it's a lot of fun just to sit in the stands watch it it's entertaining even if you just do it once a year I've also always been uh, intrigued, you know, getting to new tracks, uh, you know, when I'm able to, I'm always interested, like, what is the, what's the go-to item at at every particular track? And each track seems to have their own thing. You know, they they have all the standards, the hot dogs, hamburgers, all that stuff, but each track kind of has their own little thing that, that their fans will, will tell you to go to first. 
what is that thing at, at Albany that that fans, if they come out, they come out for the first time or they come back for the first time in a long time? What is that one signature item that uh, that people are going to point them to? Um, well, we do have the fresh cut French fries, which are always good. Um, Lebanon has those as well. But I'm going to go with the sausage grinder, the sausage, peppers and onion sandwich. Um, I feel like that's the one thing that I always hear people talk about and rave about and are always getting nice nice all right there you go there you have it if you're going to albany check out the sausage grinder like i said each track has got that you know that that one certain thing that that is kind of like their their claim to fame it, it's always fun to hear uh what that is at, at each different place um mia what tell us about where fans can follow along if they're not already and um and and is the I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I say this right. The Malta minutes with Mia is, is that typically always on Fridays? Yes. Um, depending on the event and the week, I will go live. Um, sometimes earlier in the week, sometimes I catch Lyle Thursday nights. We, uh, go live while he's doing the track. And, uh, sometimes I do it randomly earlier in the week, especially if there's a special event going on. Um, but Friday nights, I usually try to do it sometime around three or four o'clock, I don't have a set time because um, I do work. So it goes around my work schedule. But um, and then also, as long as I can, I try to go live also after the races to update on who the feature event winners were. Awesome. Well, uh, I appreciate your time today. I want to close with with one last question. And that is, uh, you know, everybody is is really, you know, gotten to know you through racing um, and, and through all of your great work there at Albany, Saratoga, what's one fun fact about Mia outside of the racetrack? Um, I actually, I'm a hair and makeup artist. I do mostly bridal hair and makeup, but then outside of that, I do just hairstyling and makeup application. Um, I own my own business. I have since I was 18. And so that's actually my passion. That's that's my thing. So I feel like racing is Lyle's thing and he's made it a family thing with both my mom and I. And like, that's my thing outside of it that I just love and thrive in and work at, at a weekly basis. That makes for busy weekends, huh? Yeah. Very busy weekends. I, uh, I do weddings usually on Friday mornings and then wherever I am in New York or outside of New York, I will drive to the track, do the races when we're done at the races i book it home immediately get a shower and get up the next morning and head to a wedding early isn't that the isn't that the thing though you know most people they work hard all week long and the weekend is is their r and r time our yes. weekends our weekends start and the work is just starting <laughs> i was going to say it's quite opposite for me that's why i was available today um cuz my weekdays are pretty free but my weekends are just jam packed lyle always says that he thinks i'm one of the most unique people in racing because i go from one opposite side of the spectrum to the other where i'm doing you know high end hair and makeup and then i go from that to getting dirty at a racetrack awesome Hey, I appreciate the time to to catch up this week and and kind of get some of the flavor of Albany Saratoga and uh you know we're we're big fans um love watching on Dirt Track Digest TV to keep up on what's going on and Albany is very high on my list. I I have not been able to to get to one yet at Albany, but it is very high on my list. Big Dan Martin fan. Um have had the chance to meet him a couple times. And uh, can't get uh, can't wait to to get out there and and do that. But 
we appreciate your time uh, on this new segment that we're starting and and uh, we'll be watching from afar. That's for sure. No, thank you again for having me. Absolutely. All right, folks, there's Mia from Albany, Saratoga Speedway. Again, check them out uh, on Facebook as well as online. Um, she just ran down some of the upcoming events that they have. And like we said, get out to a dirt car member track. We're all but one big dirt car family. Land of Legends Raceway fans, tune in each and every week of the racing season to Where Legends Are Made, a podcast dedicated to covering the drama, excitement, and hear from the drivers from your favorite dirt track. Stephen Ovens and Brad Ovens walk you through the week that was Where Legends Are Made. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts and visit landoflegendspodcast.com. Fans of Land of Legends Raceway and the Where Legends Are Made podcast, We've got a great opportunity for you to feature your business. We have opportunities here to sponsor where legends are made. We have all different features of the podcast. You can pick to be a sponsor of one of our heat races. Maybe you want your business name attached to the top 10 read-offs for the week. Maybe you want your business to be the one that's heard when we play our highlight of the week. Maybe you're a history buff. You want to sponsor heat three where we talk about this week in Land of Legends Raceway history. Maybe you want to be the A main sponsor. So when we interview our main driver of the week, you want to get your business out in front of that. We've got plenty of opportunities for you to do so, and we can work inside of any budget. And believe me, if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, I don't think my business has the advertising budget to sponsor a podcast, believe me, we can fit inside of anybody's advertising budget get your business a little bit of advertising here on where legends are made contact us right here on the land of legends raceway facebook page if you're interested and put your business in front of all of our fans where legends are made